Alright, so my name is Gigi Sadi and I want to take this time to welcome you all to the Gates Prayer Room. Um, I normally don't do a little bit of teaching, but tonight, <laughs> uh, Holy Spirit has been dealing with me all day um, about a particular subject, and that was um, in His presence there is fullness of joy. Um, there's something that He wants to speak on, so I'm gonna, I am going to release that word first, and then I'm going to go ahead and start taking um, prayer requests. But first thing we want to do is open in prayer, so I'm going to of Yahweh right now in the name of Jesus and I declare oh God that your name is a strong tower the righteous run in and they are safe thank you Heavenly Father that in the midst right now you are in our presence I thank you Heavenly Father that your spirit is brooding over us in this very moment I thank you Heavenly Father that you're preparing the hearts oh God that they are ready to hear your word in the name of Jesus thank you Lord God that their hearts are palatable and soft to you Lord God I thank you Heavenly Father their spirit oh God will take witness to the word that this goes forth oh God that Father God that way which it is sent to do, it will surely accomplish in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, as your word goes forth, oh God. It does not return to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that, Lord God, you said one man plants the seed and another man waters, oh God. But, Father God, you bring the increase in the name of Jesus. Father God, I lift up your daughters before you now, oh God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Lord God, they will find this a place, oh God, where they're able to be vulnerable. Father God, I bind the hand of the enemy, Lord God, that will try to come in and cause distractions and disruptions now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that your blood surround us and protects us in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you that, Lord God, we are cloaked, oh God. We are cloaked, oh Heavenly Father, in your presence, oh God. That, Father God, we are highly lifted above, above all danger. I take authority in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you have given me, Lord God, in my mouth. Father God, you said you have given me the keys. Father God, you have given your daughters the keys, oh Heavenly Father, to the kingdom of heaven. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that in this in our midst you are dwelling amongst us now father god i decrease oh heavenly father lord god as i pray today oh god and come before you lord god humbly lord god i lay my life upon the altar lord god to pray for people in the name of jesus that lord god they they may know your heart for them lord god that father god i do not seek my own will oh god but i seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness oh god father god i seek your will oh god for your daughters in this hour lord god that father god you will begin to use me lord god to speak to them in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they may know the desires and wills and purposes, oh God, that you have for each and every one of them, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that in this hour, Lord God, they will know they are the beloved of the Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that you, as you see them, oh God, as royal diadems in the hand of, in your hand, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you're moving swiftly on their behalf in this season, oh God. And Father God, you, you desire your daughters to have justice, oh God. You desire your daughters to remain in a, pe a place of joy in you, oh God. 
God, that they may know joy unspeakable in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord God, that they are showered, oh God. I thank you that, Lord God, as they come before you boldly, oh God, they are cleansed, they are purified, oh God, by the blood of Yeshua. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that your, that your blood, oh Heavenly Father, has made them spotless, oh God. Father God, that they are cleansed white as snow. Father God, I thank you that, Lord God, it is not by our own merits. It is not anything that we have done in our past, oh God, that or will do in our future, oh God. But thank you, Lord God, that the blood of Jesus is sufficient. The blood of Jesus has washed us and cleansed us from all impurity and all inequity, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that as you speak to your daughters today, oh God, they will hear your voice, oh God, as you speak. And Father God, chains will be broken, Father God, that they will walk into their destinies full of boldness, full of life, oh God, full of confidence, not in themselves and not in their own abilities, but the confidence in you, oh God, that as you walk with them, you will never leave them or forsake them. The confidence to know, Lord God, that when they feel weak, when they feel down, oh God, that all they have to do is call on the mighty name of Yeshua, oh God, and you strengthen us. We draw our strength from you, oh God. We thank you that, Lord God, Lord Jesus, you are the prototype. You have gone before us us, oh God. You declare us as overcomers. You said, take heart for I have overcome the world. So I thank you, Lord God, that every daughter under the, under the sound of my voice, oh God, you decree, you declare them to be overcomers in the name of Jesus. It does not matter what situation they're going through, what circumstance they're up against, oh God. No matter what the lies of the enemy, Lord God, the lies, the enemy, the lie, the, the lies the enemy has told them, oh God, that Father God, your word stands. Your word remains true over them, oh God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this hour. I thank you for this time. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm going to go ahead and get started. So God was kind of speaking to me today about his presence and his joy, you know. Um, a lot of the times we pray, you know, the Bible does say we should, we, man ought to always pray. Initially, that was literally the the title of the room, man ought to always pray um, and pray without ceasing. But then it switched. There was a factor that was missing um, that God wanted to speak about, and it was joy. A lot of times as believers, you know, we are called to joy. We're, we're called to live a life of joy. But the circumstances that are happening around us, when life starts to take place, when we start to experience, you know, um, traumatic experiences, um, you know, divorce whatever it may be when life starts to happen something happens with our intimacy with god something happens with our joy it almost becomes tainted um the reason why i said it is um, go back to when start to think about when you first got saved or when you first rededicated your life to christ there was something about your walk with him you were you were on fire you were you gave up everything you didn't care anymore all you wanted was more of god all you wanted to do was pray. All you wanted to do was read your word. You had a passion. You you were you were you are passionately pursuing him just as yet just as he had been pursuing you, right? And so there was an abandonment towards him. There was a full submission of everything. You laid it all down, right? And you gave him all of you. But then as you look at when you did it and up until now, there are things that probably happened in between then and now. And you can probably look at yourself and say, you know what? Have I become lukewarm? Have I become passionless? How is my prayer life? Do I go in just, just looking at prayer as just something that I do? Um, am I looking at prayer as, oh, let me just do it because I know if I don't do it, then, you know, whatever. 
or are you looking at it as it, or is it a is it a place where you escape to to be in the presence of God because you know you're an expectation of something that you're going to get when you come out of his presence. And so he began to deal with me about joy. You know, um we do so many different things like people will say serve the Lord in free and troubling. Yes, we know he, we know him as a sovereign God. He's the creator of all things, right? But he's also our father. And we think about our parents raising us, right? And and you 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 know you have a good relationship with your parents and you and you come in the house and they're like so happy to see you, right? It's the joy that fills up in their heart when they see us. So even when we enter into God's presence, he's happy that we're there. But sometimes the way we enter in is like we come in discouraged. We come in thinking that, oh I'm just coming to say something to you and maybe you'll listen to me or maybe you'll hear me or or maybe you'll do it finally. And not coming in with that expectation that God desires everything that's good for you. There's nothing that He doesn't desire that He doesn't desire for you, right? He the Bible, the Word of God said He eagerly desires to bless you. But with everything that we see, all the circumstances around us, we'll start to, almost in a sense, make things our idols, right? We'll look at we don't have you know our finances. Everything is going wrong. We need more money. It now that becomes. The, the, the attention of our heart instead of it being God as our provider. We start to look at our broken relationships, may it be with our parents or in our marriage or amongst our siblings, right? And we look for that to be the source of our joy instead of looking at God as a counselor, that he can mend, he's a restorer of things, broken relationships, whatever it may be, right? Then we can look, you know, whatever it is, a, a, a relationship with a child who, has lost his way and we start looking at that child as okay I my my joy my source of my joy but that's not your joy right we we've taken our eye off of God our first love where we find our true joy outside of everything that can happen in this world we've taken our eyes off him and we're not experiencing the fullness of his joy and the reason why I'm saying this is because it's so many instances in the Bible let's talk about Paul and Silas for instance they had gone through so many different things. They literally went, they were humiliated, mocked, you know, beaten, and they're put in jail. And because they were filled with the joy of the Lord in the face of their adversity, they begin to sing. They sing praises unto God. And that those praises, that's like confusion for the camp of the enemy. You're thinking, okay, hold on. I've locked them up and they're singing, right? But that's because they had a joy knowing that they could be, they, they, but just because of the situation that they were in, right? That didn't change the fact of they knowing who their joy came from. They know if they lift the name of the Most High up, what would happen, right? And because of it, shackles were broken and they were let loose. So you have to start looking at your circumstance different. It's time to start saying, you know what? My, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I enter him, into his presence, there's always something that I receive back, right? If I'm heavy, right? He gives me the all of joy for morning. If I, if there is he, a beauty for ashes, right? There's something, there's always an exchange in his presence. And if we're not entering in with an expectation of something that he's going to do, then, then what are we entering in for? I remember he literally said to me, somebody had given me a word and they made a word. The word was like, um, he wants to bless you with the more, but you need to open up your heart, <laughs> Right? So he says, seek, seek me and you will find me if you search me with your whole heart, right? So what are you holding on to, right? 
that won't allow you to surrender your whole heart in full submission to him, right? So that he is able to begin to do the things that he desires to do. Now, mind you, everything has times and seasons. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to tell people, okay, you do this and bam, the blessing comes. You have times and seasons. We understand that. But as you go through trials and tribulations, count it all joy. That joy is missing from, from believers' lives. You're walking around and we're supposed to be the ones they look to. That in the face of adversity, we can stand up because guess what? We, we know who is fighting for us. We have the joy of the Lord because it doesn't matter what goes on around us. His joy is what's keeping us in perfect peace. His joy is what's going before us. His joy is what's fighting our battles. It's, it's having the joy in him to know that he can't lie, right? But see, the thing about it is the, all the circumstances that you're up against right now, everything that you're going through, everything that is happening, right? Those situations, even though they're set by the enemy to do a particular thing, God says he is in all things, working it together for your good. See, our, our mentor, our teacher, he teaches us the, the like, there was a, a mistranslation about that scripture. Literally, he is in all things. So as the enemy has his plan, God's plan is always greater, right? So in the enemy's eyes, all of those things are supposed to get you to start doubting God's word. It's supposed to make you doubt your identity. It's supposed to make you doubt your purposes. It's supposed to say, God can't do that. He won't change. She won't be delivered. Your family will always serve me. It's always a lie. But God is trying to show you that. Listen, his track record, his track record is spotless. All the things that we're going through right now have already been done before. Everything has been done before. If it's a broken marriage, he's restored it. You can go on YouTube. There are countless, countless videos about how you restore marriages. If, you're, if your child is wayward, if she's out there, he's, he's delivered countless people. If it's sickness, he's healed countless people, right? So what are we really saying? Are we really saying that what, what, what the enemy is saying is greater what, than what God is saying or what God has done? Because we know he's no respecter of, of persons, but we know also that for us as children of God, Joy has to be the center of everything that we do. His, his joy, not looking towards everything outside to be the answer to our joy, but seeking him, remaining in solace in him, knowing that he is the one that is giving us, pouring into us daily, waking up every day and, and, and with the expectation that the joy, I'm resting in that place of joy in him. As I go through everything that I'm going through, I notice the perfecting of my faith. So even as I, I released a word, I think it might have been last year about enduring, right? And enduring, we know enduring is basically patience, right? And Jesus had to endure the cross. And so we all know that story. We know what he went through, none of us could probably, none of us, I'm just going to say none of us could go through what he had to endure. But the thing about it was he said he, 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 the joy, his joy was in the outcome of it, right? He knew that what he had to endure, the joy of what he had to endure was it would reconcile us back to God. So he walked through that. He walked through everything for us, right? But he did it with joy. Even when he was under the joy of knowing the outcome. So I implore you today, begin to look at your situation. A, a lot of us have words. We have words. And if you don't have a word, like a prophetic word declared over your life about a situation, the Bible is full of words to declare over your situation, right? So let's start looking at the end. Look at the end. Begin to imagine the end 
and start to be joyous about the end. You've seen the end already. The middle is what you're walking through now. And you got, we got to walk through it. And the people around you that have to be delivered, they have to walk through it. And, and your broken marriage, relationship, friendship, family, relationships, they have to go through it. They have to go through the process. You went through one. You're going through one now. But the joy is the outcome. So if we can set our thoughts on things of above, praiseworthy, of good report, we remain in God's joy. We remain in his peace. Literally, he took me to like, there's two different, everybody knows there's trees in the Bible. <laughs> John 13 talks about, um, you are already clean before, um, hold on. <clears throat> you are already clean because of the word, which I've spoken, um, spoken over you. Remain in me and I will remain in you, right? He says, just as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine. So neither, um, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. And the one who remains in me and I remain in him will produce fruit. But you cannot do nothing. You can't do anything besides me. So when we look at fruit, right? Everybody knows the fruits of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. God is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. That's literally a tree, a picture of a tree. The fruit, the tangible fruit that God desires for all of us to bear and bear it plentifully. He said, by this, you will know that they will know that you are my disciples. We are all disciples of God. We are ministered, whatever. We are all disciples of God. And so at the end of the day, there's factors that we're missing. We're walking around like the world walks around. <laughs> but we're the elect. We are the chosen. We are God's blessing on the earth. We are to demonstrate his joy, his love, his peace, his kindness to all around us. But we have to remain in him. And a part of that remaining in him is that total surrender of all that we are to him. Surrendering everything that we are to him, of, of becoming abandoned to his presence. It, it literally speaks of that wholeheartedness, that, that it being able to, to cast everything, every fear, everything away at his feet. No hindrance, not worrying about how things around you are going to turn out. Because clearly the Bible says that you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, knowing that all things will be added unto you. His kingdom is his ways. His kingdom is trusting him. His kingdom is the full resources that you have access to as a child of a son, as a son of God. And when I say son, we're, I'm mixing men and women, son, son of Yahweh, right? Everything. He has an inheritance laid up for you. But he's asking us to seek his way, seek his way, seek him, seek him and you will find me. Seek me and you seek me with your whole heart. I will you, I will. He said, I will let myself be found in you, declares the Lord. So like with all of these things, at the end of the day, what does it come down to? Right. So in order to, for us to walk in that fullness of joy. It literally is dependent upon our full surrender. 
right? And so the outcome is for us to start looking like another tree. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust, trust is the Lord, for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends his roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes. But his leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease to produce fruit. Now, people have heard that scripture seven times and and it's amazing to me how God can begin to unfold revelation to you. This this is a picture of prosperity, not just wealth. We're, we're not talking. We're talking about as your soul prospers. This is the confidence in knowing this is a place. This tree is in rest. It's in a place where God is taking care of every need because you as a daughter have put all your trust in him. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you, right? Calamity could come. It said, it said that fear, that it said that um, when heat comes, another um, translation, when heat comes or in the year of drought or famine, right? This tree is continuously producing fruit. It doesn't even matter when the, the climates change, this tree is still producing fruit. Because what? This tree trusts in the Lord wholeheartedly, fully surrendered, not worrying about the things around it because he knows that God is fighting for this tree. You're that tree. <laughs> You're that tree that needs to give everything to God, that needs to fully trust him to know he's working out everything. He's working out everything, every desire and every concern of your heart. See, he knows before, he said, I know what, you, what you're in need of before you ask. So when you, before you even enter into his presence, he has knowledge of it. The thought you just thought he knows. But he's saying, give it to me. Give it to me and allow me to do the work that needs to be done. So that you can find rest. And that every blessing I have for you will come to you. Because you're resting. Every fruit of the spirit you will produce. Every, you will continually it says, it says not ceasing to yield fruit. That's continual. No matter what the season is. Just imagine a desert, dry, dry land. And in the middle of that desert, there's a tree that's flourishing. That's the, 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 the leaves are so green, it's blinding. The fruit that are falling from it are so plump and juicy and ripe. That's what God desires for you, to trust him. He's working on everything that concerns you. It's time to walk in joy. It's time to walk in peace. It's time to walk in patience, in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in humility, and in self-control. So, Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that You've accomplished what you desire to accomplish tonight, oh God. I thank you that, Lord God, in this hour, Lord Jesus, that we can surrender all to you, Lord God. That, Father God, we come before you with repentant hearts. And, and when I say repent, <laughs> you know, the, the true definition of repent is basically metanoia, changing your mind. It literally is a, is a, is a choice. It's a choice you're making in your mind to say, you know what? No more. So thank you, God. That we come before you repentant, Father God. Any idols, Lord God, that we've lifted up and put in front of you to, to say, this is our source of joy. Father God, we repent of it now, Lord God. 
And we ask you, Lord God, from this day forward, oh God, that Father God, as we enter into the place of prayer, Lord God, that Father God, we will experience your fullness of joy. The joy, Heavenly Father, that Lord God, no matter what the circumstance is around us, oh God, we will open our mouths and praise you. We will exalt you, oh Heavenly Father, and Lord God, as we do so, just as Paul and Silas did, Lord God. That you, Lord God, you will begin to move quickly in the lives of your daughters, oh God. I thank you that in this hour, Lord God, they will truly experience, oh God, the full measure of your joy. That, Father God, they will begin to joyously pull, um, pull buckets of water from, this, from the well of salvation, oh God. I thank you that in this hour, Lord God, you are tearing down strongholds, oh God. That, Father God, every lie of the enemy is crushed now in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, you are restoring your daughters to wholeness, oh God. Now, Father God, that which they, were, they have been placed, scattered, Lord God, where their heart is scattered, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're mending it up right now in the name of Jesus. So that, Lord God, they can give you their full heart in the name of Jesus. That, Father God, they have a heart to passionately pursue you. To, Lord God, come before you, Lord God, at the foot of the cross and lay every concern at your feet. Now, Father God, they will stop leaning upon themselves, oh God, to try to figure it out. They will stop leaning upon themselves to try to defend themselves. They will stop leaning upon themselves to try to make broken situations happen, Lord God, but trying to change people, Lord Jesus. But, Father God, they will understand, oh God, that, Father God, even in marriage, oh Heavenly Father, every broken marriage, oh God, that, Lord God, wise will begin to stop, stop, just stop trying to fix it. But give it to me. For I turned the heart of a king. I thank you that Lord God in this hour, Lord God. You are mending Lord Jesus. And Father God that this day, oh God, we can fully surrender everything, oh God. That we have been carrying, oh God, and lay it at the foot of the cross. We repent, Heavenly Father, and we ask you, Almighty God. From this day forward, as we enter into your presence, teach us how to walk. In the fullness of your joy, in the name of Jesus, amen.